sure. Can't tell you anything about them, uh, except that I like it. Um, Kenji has decided to uh, extend the um, playlist. So there's new songs being added on. I don't think I ever got through it the first time, the entirety. So there's probably about 90 songs on it, which is kind of nice. And I think it's, again, another cool thing. I sort of, I wrote back, oh, do you mean I have to update it? No, no, it's just that the playlist is there. Um, and uh, it's automatic, you know, I guess. Listening to that, I don't know, it's neat the way it works. There's so much uh, that I am really enjoying about, uh, well, this experience with Spotify, um, but also with, of course, the watch. Uh, the fact that I can control, I could fast forward, stop, repeat with just pushing them on my wrist, you know, it's just there. Uh, there's about other things I've started using, the timers for when I let Yuki out, I often forget I mean, I don't like to forget in winter and so I'll set timers, uh, yesterday I made uh, uh, hamburgers for supper and I had um, two kinds of potatoes, you know, one stuffed little things and others are just fries, but requiring different cooking times. And so you just have two timers going on, you know. It's just, it's wonderful how it works. Um, anyway, uh, well, welcome Dixon Jane's podcast number 981. Don't know how much how how loud that is in the background, so I'm just going to phase it just a little bit. The next song coming up is good too. Um, but um, yeah, I'm at Thompson Park. It is Tuesday, January the 24th. Oh my God, this could have been. I think it might have been my father's birthday. Oh my God, let's see, 19. Oh, 1914, got 110. Oh, no, he wasn't going to make it that far. Didn't quite make 80. Uh, anyway, here we are. It's a snowy day. And um, my good friend, the walker, is just coming by for his second loop. I rolled down the window, waved him, and he he had a, you know, he was waving at me and saying things and pointing. And um, I couldn't understand any of it. Um, 
But anyway, I think he was encouraging me to come on out. It wasn't that bad. He's got another man walking with him now. Uh, they're not quite at the same pace, but uh, he's, he's just, it's just, it's mechanical in a way, I guess. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I mean, some of you wonder, again, what is this thing about the walker? But it's, it's just, it's fascinating. Like, I think there is just, he gets so much pleasure out of doing this. Just this continual walking in the circle in his park. I mean, it's not too complicated. He's in control, fully in control. He knows what he's doing. And he knows how to walk here and walk home. I don't know. Again, I don't know what awaits him at home. But anyway, all right, all right, all right. I'll park it. Jesus, man. This is my world you're you're entering here. So, uh, yeah, got me some slack. I know. I, I mean, none of you are saying anything. It's me doing that stupid thing of, uh, you know, defending myself as if I'm under attack. Uh, the fact is, I really think I've hit my stride in podcasting finally as I approach 1,000. Uh, I think the past, you know, half dozen, dozen podcasts have been the best ones I've ever put out. I, I really feel that way. Now, you know... Uh, your mileage may differ, but um, it's just they've been just deeply, 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 no, deeply uh, <laughs> satisfying. And uh, oh, hang on, hang on, we got a new. Uh, we can't, we never got a we never got a, a bell. So hey, we're starting, boys. Um, I've got a new setup for the um, speaker, and this one is going to work. Instead of it being up on hooked up on the visor over the driver's head, uh, I've got it um, very nicely hooked onto the. Um, I have two glove compartments here in the Toyota, so it's sort of the bottom one fits perfectly, uh, especially when I don't have a passenger in the car. But it also, I bought an extended connector, so it's actually plugged in to the uh, cigarette lighter outlet. Um, now, of course, when the ignition's not on, it's not charging, but as I'm driving, you know, and I could easily charge it up if it dies on me suddenly. So that's an improvement. That's a great improvement. Now, when I was talking about uh, podcasting, gosh, PodCamp Toronto is back February 23rd to 25th. That's Friday to Sunday. And it's at a new location, uh, which is uh, George Brown College. Uh, it's no longer, uh, it used to be, was it Was it Ryerson and then on to, what, did it ever become, was it ever at Metropolitan University? Was at Ryerson, anyway. Anyway, now George Brown has, has welcomed us in. Uh, I would say this is largely thanks to uh, Mr. John Lashinsky, uh, known to you maybe as Picard 102, um, and his wonderful partner Jennifer. I'll be so happy to see both of them again. Uh, Jennifer in particular, because she's she's lovely. I, I like her, and um, just it was just perseverance and hard work and putting the word out there. And and you know I, I don't know all the details, but this has come about, and there are some sponsors on board now. Uh, I guess who are going to cover the costs, 
and it's all quite wonderful. So, boy, if you're a podcaster and you live anywhere near Toronto, you want to get your ass down there for that weekend of fun. And I think it's going to be quite a celebration because it's been a while. Certainly a while since I've been there, I guess, last year. I don't know if it was a year ago I had the... Uh, it must have been. I've had the knee done. It's got to be two years ago, the knee done. What was last year? Last year, I know, February... I really... Was it cancelled last year? I don't know, but I also know February is my month of, you know, knee agony and seeing doctors and specialists and what's going on, so I couldn't have gone anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all these things, but... Anyway, that's good news, so we'll move on. I don't think I have any notes. That's probably doing you a favor. I just wanted to get started on this day, this Tuesday... Um, I was there to pick up my medications at Shoppers, and then I thought I'd better get supper going. Now, Cole has been exhausted lately, and um, and then if it if it comes, she ends up doing extra, extra on the weekend, like you know, which she often she she takes on an awful lot. And uh, her reasoning would be because if she doesn't take it on, it won't get done. Uh, so I am certainly. I'm I'm the dog who's had his nose smacked with a newspaper for shitting on the carpet, um, and deservedly so. And, oh my goodness, this song! Do you remember this? It's been this has been fairly recent, hasn't been on the on the radio. The Killers. Somebody told me. Um, anyway, I, I think I'm just I just wanted to get this thing started. I, I'm I'm sort of thinking I should venture out. It's wet. It's wet snow. But the pavement, it's not icy. I think I owe it to myself to uh, try and take one walk around the park. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut down now. I'm going to do that. And then, if I feel I thought of something I wanted to share, I'll hurry on back to you and uh, add another clip on top of this one, all right? Yeah, I was was playing. This was on... uh, the radio all the time. It's not confidential. I've got potential. But uh, we'll we'll just kind of fade it out. playing in my ears and I screamed out just like that when I got back from my walk because I did one circle around the park and uh, met up with my friend the walker again and found out now this time he is from Afghanistan and uh, he held up five fingers when I asked how long he had been here so I'm guessing that's probably five years Um, goes to mosque on Friday told me that just on Friday and uh, so it was a little exchange I took the uh, the pathway that had not yet been plowed and not uh, not taken care of in the winter, so it was a bit rough going over a couple of bridges. And uh, but uh, anyway, I enjoyed my walk. It was sort of wet, falling snow. It looked quite beautiful. Oh, I love this. You know this, don't you? 
Ghost Riders in the Sky. Boy, I've known this since I was a teenager. Man, listen to that. Listen to that. I think that walk did me a little good. It uh, put a little pep in my step. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go off shopping now, but I just want to uh, finish this off. I guess I got to the park, and I did do the right thing, which was get the hell out there and have a walk, buddy. Yahoo! So, uh, gosh. Oh, yeah. that's uh, you got to be feeling better if you're going to yell like that. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is Scarborough Dude signing off uh, from uh, this particular day. And, um, yeah, we're going to get right back home and uh, with a chicken under my arm. i got to get a chicken. Chicken for dinner. Bye for now. woo Just uh, let that play in the background. That's Orville Peck. Uh, strange character. Wears mask all the time. It's called Take You Back, the Iron Hoof Cattle Call. Uh, and, of course, that's uh, thanks to my son in Vancouver. Kind of cool. Just, uh, just more of the variety we got in this, uh, this mix. Uh, anyway, uh, here I am. It is uh, Thursday. I'm in Thompson Park once again. 
it's a very mild, nice day, so I've, uh, I'm in the Mazda. I'm in the Mazda, so that's why you got no bell to start this off. And uh, i got a makeshift studio. Instead of going through my wife's radio, which I could have, it would just be trickier, I just um, unplugged my uh, JBL speaker from the uh, Toyota, plugged it into the uh, system here, and then uh, you're going to hear a little later on a clip from Sam Harris, which I played from my old iPod, the one I use for just... Uh, no, iPhone, sorry. The one I just use for uh, podcasts. And now I've switched back using my um, new, you know, iPhone 11, you know, whatever, Pro, <sighs> where I've got my uh, music. Oh, my God. But it's just, it's like a little studio. And you make do. And this is the way I like doing podcasts, sort of on the fly. I do not like sitting at a computer with all the tools, which seems to be the appeal of 98% of the podcasts out there. They really like to have those nice mics on a boom with a, you know, the puff filter and uh, screens. And, and it looks like, hey, look, I'm in a recording studio. Uh, but I'm doing it on the fly in my car. And this is the way I fucking like it. And I'm glad. I am, I'm a, a pioneer in this regards. And I've stuck to this. From the beginning, it's just what works for me, okay? So there, no argument. Not that you were arguing, but you know how it goes here. Uh, yeah, Thompson Park, my wife is off today. That's why I'm in the Mazda. She finally, unfortunately, sadly, regrettably, um, picked up the cold that Daniel gave to me. So this this cold has had a run in our house for uh, well over a month now. Uh, I'm still, you can still hear it in me. I feel I'm getting better. It's, it's you know, it's it, the worst is over, but I'm definitely not better yet. I wouldn't be able to sort of call up John and say, let's go have a coffee without coughing in his face. So that's, uh, that's out. Ah. <sighs> Um, I was going to say lots of stuff going on, but I think that's probably not true at all. Uh, but let's see what we do have. Uh, yeah, the clip you're going to hear after this, uh, to me, is just so important. It's like, why? It's trying to understand or explain why people will push that big red button which says Trump. Yeah, because there's such a big part of the population in America are just pissed off at the status quo. It's not working for them. And so it's kind of understandable, but it, it's frightening at the same time. Uh, last night I watched a show on, it was a PBS recording um, called um, Nazi Town. It was on the American Experience series, Nazi Town. And it was the rise of pro-German support for Hitler, for Nazism in the United States in the 1930s. They've gone through the Depression, uh, they're blaming the Jews, and there was a very large contingent of Germans in America. And remember, America didn't get into the war till after Pearl Harbor. Um, it just, we'll just, we'll stay clear, and there are a lot of people, including Hoover, who was, 
you know, assigned to spy on this group, reported they had camps all over the states. They were entrenched. They were training young people. Basically, you know, the underlying message, blame it on the Jews and don't mix with the blacks or anybody else. Be with your own people. It's sort of Nazi ideology. And they were doing quite well. And they finally put the, you know, stamp down. Roosevelt said, hey, you know, nail this guy on whatever charges we can. The support for the pro-Nazi group was the free speech. Hey, we're allowed to say what we want. It's okay. And it alarmed a lot of people. They were, they were, they were pretty solidly entrenched in America. And uh, even our hero, uh, Spirit of the St. Louis, um, you know, the guy who flew across. Oh, Jesus, every time I go for these names, I mean, I know Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh. Uh, they were ready to make a movement to have him as president, and he was pro-Hitler, pro-Nazi, uh, which is a bit frightening because he was a, a well-respected American hero. But uh, we, we, I mean, you know part of that. But, but this is what's so interesting, how all this connects with Trump and the support for the right wing and the fanatics. In times of, of dark times... Uh, people were are looking for some answer, and that's that's it explains the rise of fascism. Yeah, give us a strong leader. That's what we need. Fuck this democracy shit. It's not working for us. So, anyway, that's why I'm including that explanation from on the um, Sam Harris podcast because it really does explain an awful lot. Okay, so um, meanwhile. In the United States, uh, there's a man sentenced to die today uh, in Alabama by execution. I, I don't even know what his crimes are, uh, what, he, what horrible thing he did that you know brings on the uh, death sentence. But they're going to try it and execute him by nitrogen through a mask. And now there's a last-minute appeal. What if it leaks out? What if he throws up and dies of puke, his own vomit into his mask? Uh, they're signing waivers because, gee, who's to say this nitrogen's not going to leak out from under the mask for people who are witnessing the... So there's a huge thing, and they're waiting for the Supreme Court to maybe to put a stay on this. Like, I thought they had already found lethal injection ways in other parts of the states, which seemed the guy of just putting him to sleep and eventually the body ceases. That the a humane way, if you're going to put somebody down, which I don't think I'm in favor of, but if you're going to do it, um, at least do it humanely. Don't try it. Why in the world would Alabama want to try a new method, never been done before? Um, I think hanging is out. Uh, today, I think, in Japan, they're executing somebody who did something horrific um, by firing squad. And, well, firing squad to me beats... If I had a choice between firing squad and hanging, God, hanging is the bottom of the list. I don't want to be hung. I don't want my head sliced off. Um, firing squad? Yeah, okay, I guess, if you get enough bullets into you. Uh, you, you think, right? I, I don't know, I don't know, my God. Beach ball, volleyball, I don't know. Anyway, that's what's in the news today, uh, you know, and, and we try to keep things up to date. Here, i got a little story for you. We haven't done one of my uh, app mishaps. Mishap, I guess I should call it. An app mishap. I, I need a little catchy title and a, a little intro, a little bit of a song or some 
sound to introduce this clip. So here you are. This is a new uh, app mishap clip. Uh, remember I told you I couldn't use my um, Exxon Mobile, the new version, at my local gas station because it just didn't, didn't recognize. It wouldn't say pay for fuel. And I wrote in and, you know, didn't really get it dealt with at all. But I figured, all right, I'll give them another chance. i got to fill up with gas yesterday in the Toyota. So I go to my local and I, oh, look, it looked good. It says pay for fuel. So good. We, I can go to my local. It's just down the street from me. That's the one I want to use. And it's always cheaper there. Um, but when I go drive up to the pump, number eight, it says, you know, enter the pump number. Okay, I put in 08. It says enter valid pump number. Well, I'm at eight. So I enter 8. It shows two digits. Okay, 08. And then there's a piece of paper taped to the machine. It says 08. Okay, all right, you want 08. Doesn't fucking work. Doesn't fucking work. Well, maybe they haven't shut it down for the last guy who was filling here. It was busy that day. I drive up to number 4. All right, 04. Pay, enter valid pump number. I just did. Delete it. Quit the app. Restart the app. Enter 04, enter valid pump number, doesn't work. So this time I go in and talk to the owner, or the, the manager, not the owner, of course not, manager. Um, he is struggling trying to fit staples into a stapler. And I think he's having a hard time figuring it out. And so I know this is the guy who's not going to fix the computer system. But I wanted to let him know. I said, look, I like, you know, stupidly, I go on. I, this is my local. I want to buy gas here. But it doesn't work. He doesn't, he's, just, he's just staring at his stapler, puzzling over, you know, the, how do you get these things in? Um, he says, you know, he said it mutters something. Okay. I said, well, you, you should report this to... The owner, somebody, the computer's got to be fixed. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll report. And that was that. So I drove down the street to the one I Eglinton, you know, multi-pump thing, car wash, everything else. Drive right up, bam, 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 works perfectly. The only problem is it was three cents more a liter. Down the street, like a kilometer away, three cents more a liter. So for the convenience of just using my phone... I had to pay a little extra. That, that kind of defeats the purpose, you know, but that's what I got to do until they get this sucker fixed. All right, so that's the end. So it, was, it wasn't my fault, all right? It wasn't my fault. That's what I'm getting at, hey? And on some places, it works properly. Uh, eye exam, did I tell I didn't even know I told you. I had my full eye exam. My eyes are in very good shape, and I'm very pleased about that. I can see. I can get by without glasses. It, it is sometimes a little difficult reading fine print. Like when I'm trying to do Quirtle on my phone, the letters are really small. You got four banks of letters with, you know, eight columns each, or, you know, five columns, eight rows. Holy fuck. Times four on a small iPhone screen. That gets, you're starting to squint for this thing. Uh, so a pair of glasses would work well in that case, but that's kind of rare, you know. Everything else is just fine, so I'm going to just hold off for that now. And I think I'm going to stop there. I think that's enough to um, get going. I did find a new TV show on CBC that I'm really enjoying. It's called D.I. Ray. It's a British detective series, only this case, 
she happens to be a Hindu, Indian background, Indian heritage, but she's fully a Brit, and, you know, didn't live in India, I think grew up in England. And it's, it's actually really good because it deals into the culture, the racism she's facing as she gets promoted um, and people sort of, you know, talk to your people and she pals up with a Pakistani uh, Muslim. Uh, and so it's, it's culturally relevant, but it's a good story and she acts really well. Oh, here's that song again. So we may uh, we may end with a little bit of that, okay? Uh, anyway, that's a good one. I'm also watching Whitechapel on Amazon Prime. That's an old British series, and it's it gets into the weird supernatural stuff, but it's fun. And uh, yeah, so there we go. That's what I'm watching lately, and um, I think that's it. So Scarborough Dude signing out from Thompson Park on a mild day. I think I'm going to go and try and take another walk around the park, but we're going to fade out with this. I know we've played this before. That is Zombie Chang. Don't be so mean, but it's a, uh, it's good. could sing like this. Um, okay, folks. I'm going to uh, share a clip with you from Sam Harris, once again, uh, his Making Sense podcast. 
Uh, this is from an episode 350, Sharing Reality. And um, it's a talk with journalists about, I guess, what's, you know, looking back on history, what's wrong with journalism, what's wrong with uh, Western culture, what's wrong with America in particular. So um, just listen up, indulge me, and uh, I'll get back to it a little later on. But uh, here we go. It's both. I mean, the, the guardrails, as we all know, are, are long gone. I mean, you, you know, you couldn't you couldn't get anywhere in politics behaving the way he behaved because in the days of. So what's that about? What's that change about? Well, that gets us, you know, we switch channels here. I don't know if you guys want to do that, but that gets us into the world of the decline of political gatekeepers you know, when the parties mm. had some influence in choosing who their nominees were. And that collapsed in 2016, not just on the Republican side. It, it almost collapsed on the Democratic side with the uh, the Sanders insurgency. So there the question is how do you readjust politics in a time when the the guardrails that were that we relied on to keep, you know, bad actors off the ballot are no longer there. And you know, it's that's boy is that hard because what I just said sounds ferociously undemocratic to a lot of people. I mean, is it possible that the decline of the guardrails is a result of underlying kind of economic and policy failures over the course of decades? Like, I, I remember hearing Russell Brand talking about Brexit, scandal noted, Russell Brand scandal noted, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Brexit, saying that if you spend decades telling people that globalization is going to be a good thing and then not compensating them for the loss of blue-collar jobs that globalization entails, if you spend decades telling people that you're economic reforms are going to make everyone richer, but they don't feel richer. If you spend decades ignoring inequality and allowing the decay of the working classes and the lower middle class, if you spend decades allowing the American dream, so to speak, to get further and further out of people's reach, and then in the context of Brexit, but I think you can make the analogy to Trump as well, you hand them a big red button that says, fuck you to the elites. Don't be surprised when they push the big big red button. It doesn't mean that they're bad people, and it doesn't mean that there's something unusually new about the elite's malfeasance, but they now have a button to press. And, you know, the Steve Bannon or Tucker Carlson view of the world, I fear that no amount of fact-checking by earnest, you know, people at the Washington Post in a basement somewhere tap-tap-tapping away on a million typewriters, a million monkeys going on a million typewriters, you know, cataloguing all of Donald Trump's misdeeds is going to make a pinch of difference when there's an underlying narrative of we're being screwed and here's a person who recognises that we're being screwed and he may have lots of liabilities and he may be a fire hose of bullshit, but he's coming into an environment in which the soil is ready for him to grow and maybe that maybe the condition of the soil needs addressing. Well, we don't Yeah, so you can tell. I'm out for my walk. I'm in uh, Birkdale Ravine. I was planning, kind of wanted to go to uh, Rosetta McLean uh, overlooking the uh, Lake Ontario, high up on the bluffs. But it's considerably further. You've got to go along Kingston Road. And, uh, I thought, and then if it's just for the walk, you can go almost anywhere. We did Thompson Park yesterday and uh, earlier on. So today... Um, I picked Birkdale Ravine. It's just opposite uh, Thompson Park uh, off Brimley Road. And um, 
it's a good long length, but I got as far as one point. Well, actually, I'm looking at it now when it's just completely flooded. Like the water is just caught and it's deep. And uh, before there are little puddles here and there, you can get your way around it. But this is, uh, nobody can walk through that. People are having to go up onto the snow and uh, the grass and get around it. So it ended a little shorter and um, found myself a bench. And here we are. The time of podcasting, the day of podcasting, the location of podcasting very often determines what the words will be on this podcast. It's just, uh, that's the nature of the beast, you know. Had I gone on and recorded at Rosetta McLean, you'd be getting a completely different uh, story right now. Not that it matters, you know, that much one way or the other. It's all fluff. Um, a shout out to um, uh, Doug Slug is Doug Slugor. I guess he just goes by Doug now. Doug the stamp collector. Um, for at least commenting on my uh, post. Uh, or my last episode. Now, it wasn't a public, you know, uh, to the whole world. It's within our small group on, um, you know, that thing. <sighs> <laughs> And the little thing that uh, if you're on it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you're not on it, you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, we're a bunch of us grouped together. It's a Discord. There are several. Everybody has their own channel. So it's Discord. Uh, there's no more than 12 people on it. Uh, it's just not a place. But anyway, that's where Dixon Jeans has a thing. And Doug took the time to write down why... Um, he reacted, he said he was shouting in his car, shouting at me as he was driving, and I like that, it's that kind of reaction I appreciate. Um, as I went on about why bother about Mor- no, Mor- Morgan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, when there are so many other real bad people out there, and uh, his remark, I'm, I'm not going to go on about that, I'm not going to defend myself or anything else, just to say, just in general, that, hey, there's not a whole lot you can do about... Uh, crime right now. Uh, but people like Jordan Peterson, you you know, voices can be raised to drown them out, silence them, call them out, I guess, if in nothing else. And um, that's a, a valid viewpoint. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I was never defending Jordan Peterson to start with. I uh, really don't know all that much about him. I've listened to him a few times, uh, mainly about religion. And of course, that's not my thing. Um, but it was just, I was reacting to the chorus where people are supposed to know where they're supposed to stand on issues and, um, and, and the sort of the group think, but I'm going to leave that for now. We're just not going to go there because, uh, sometimes I just, uh, you know, I'm stubborn. Now, stubborn is the topic I want to talk about because my, I exchange, um, email every day or text messages every day with uh, a friend Mike Ferguson out on the west coast who I think is a listener um, we, we you know do our daily wordle, quirtle and connections the three of them and he's always 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 better than me but he's younger than me and smarter than me and was a teacher all his life now retired um, but anyway he mentioned a show that he thought I'd be interested in it was called Blue Eye Samurai and I said, oh, okay. It's really good. And he starts getting into it because I lived in Japan, the, the history, the background. And, 
you'll really it's really well done and the more he's going on about it okay okay so i just checked it's on netflix and i see right away oh it's anime it's it's an animated thing it's drawn characters oh i don't watch those and that was it i closed the chapter you know thanks anyway but uh, that's just not my thing and uh, that was my reaction and uh, end of story and then last night i started going around my god through Netflix and through um, Amazon Prime and through YouTube, and I wasn't finding anything I wanted to watch. So I thought, well, why don't you just go and at least start this thing? Well, I would suppose by within a minute, I said, wow, this is really well done. So all those preconceptions I had and the biases and the the, the, the blocks and the stubbornness, because, no, I don't watch that stuff. Uh, it's like, no, I don't read um, nonfiction. Well, now I've been reading nothing but detective series and loving it. Um, same for this thing. So I watched the first episode, and uh, if you haven't already, maybe some of you have. If you haven't already, it's called Blue Eye Samurai. It's on Netflix. Uh, it takes place in the 1600s, and um, the, the main character has blue eyes because uh, he was born of an illegitimate relationship between uh, a foreigner, all of whom were banned in Japan in the 1600s upon death. Nobody could come into the country, and uh, it was their way of stamping out Christianity, the spread of Christianity, and so on. It's, it's an interesting history if you read uh, um, somebody Endo. Books about that period, it was pretty gruesome. Uh, but anyway, it's, <laughs> it, I guess all, all I'm talking about is I am stubborn sometimes. I do put up blocks. No, this is, this is where I stand. I'm digging in, and if somebody encourages me, the more Mike encouraged me, the more I was really resisting. You know, hey, yeah, it's good for you, but not for me. Uh, but I, now I have, of course, I had to thank him right away. <laughs> and uh, I'm passing that on to you. So that's all. That's all I wanted to share. Um, I don't think I'm going to give you much more. I think I've got, uh, today is Friday afternoon. I was, I woke up with a, I'm almost a, a sh- in shock, sitting on the sofa at two in the afternoon. I had, guess I had, I made pancakes and bacon for breakfast. No, corn fritters, actually. I had leftover corn niblets. I made corn fritters. It was really, they were good. Uh, it's something I never do. And, um... Then just got comfortable on the couch, and I know it's the gabapentin, these uh, pain inhibitors that I'm on that can have me drop off to sleep. Not while I'm driving, but if I'm just sitting still, uh, not engaged in anything in particular. And boy, it just it was like I really went into deep sleep that way. Uh, so that shocked me enough to say, all right, Ken, get the hell out, get some fresh air into your lungs and uh, have a walk. So, um, yeah, there was nothing else other than just that was it. And um, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to come back to you from another location, another time, and give you uh, different words. I will continue on with my walk now. Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, the Burkdale Ravine. Bye for now. Yes, I will say that. I will say that. Let me start off with a basket of chips. I then move on to the polyester taco. 
Tennessee Jake, who uh, often orders drive-through. <laughs> yeah, that is um, Ween, of course. Who else would that be? Pollo uh, asado. So um, we'll just put that in the background. I just get such a kick out of it. It's actually, I mean, almost irritating that this would be a song on their uh, on their album. But uh, anyway. That's, uh, that's of course from the, uh, set that, uh, Kenji sent me, and, uh, it couldn't be Kenji without, uh, a little bit of ween in there, uh, which I've adopted as my own. Okay, so, listen, um, I'm in the road track. That's why you heard the big bell. Here, I'll do it one more. Okay, all right, all right, all right. We're gonna turn that down a bit. We don't need. Yeah, we don't need a lot of uh, any. We don't need any more ween. We need um, my checklist here because um, I, I, I made a very long list of a lot of stuff I want to share, and I, I think I'm, what I'm going to do is sort of go through and think. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do that. Um, so let me get comfortable, okay? All right, here we are. I got my. I turned the seat back. I decided it was the, the, the right day. In fact, all day I've been wanting to get into the road trek. Uh, but instead I had... Um, I'm going to tell you what I ate today, all right? I'm, just, I'm sorry, but we're going to get through that. That's not on the list, but I'm doing it anyway. Start off the day. Two cups of coffee, orange juice to wash down my pills, and a peanut butter and jam sandwich. Toasted peanut butter and jam sandwich. Okay, then... A little later on, move on to cereal, and I, I blend four different cereals together with yogurt, and that wasn't enough, so I added a lot of raisins, and th- that was really made it nice, because you get a nice chewy texture, and then uh, thawed out some um, um, uh, strawberries and blueberries, and tossed that in with a big, couple of big dopplings of... Um, uh, vanilla yogurt and milk. So there we go. So not much longer after that. I'm still hungry. Oh, I bought cream of uh, broccoli soup. Gonna get that. So I put the open up the broccoli soup. And I'm like, Wait a minute now. 
I've got a few leftover corn niblets from when I made the uh, tuna casserole. Let's add that. Oh, hang on. I got a little bit of that spirally pasta leftover, too. You can throw that in as well. Gosh. Hey, whoa, what's this? Oh, bacon from when I made my uh, uh, corn fritters and bacon the other day. Oh, we'll chop up the bacon. Put the bacon in there, too. So that made, and, you know, maybe a little milk to thicken it up. Oh, then I got, hey, the um, string sort of um, uh, cheese, you know. Shredded cheese is open. Yeah, a little shredded cheese to thicken it up. So that was my lunch. Now, after that, I needed a nap. I mean, I was, oh my God, I'm full now. So, nice little nap, nice little rest, listening to um, Seth MacFarlane on, uh, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bill Maher. And then, okay, now, holy shit, Ken, you gotta get some fresh air, get out for a walk. So, plan was drive to you know where I've been talking about the other day uh, Rosetta McLean Park and then the wonder of making decisions on the spur of the moment said no that's too far to go I'll just drive to uh, Thompson Park that's nice open and then they said no I don't need to drive anywhere. I'll just do my little local walk. So guess what? I did my little local walk, and on the way back, stopping at a bridge, I saw two beavers. A highlight. Like, it was absolutely wonderful. Two beavers grooming each other and then into the water. So I've posted pictures. There'll be one with this podcast, I guess, uh, which, which will be called the Big Red Button, by the way, and that's the one that people push out of frustration, and that's why they vote for Trump. Uh, in case you'd forgotten that. Uh, so now, now, okay, I've calmed down a little bit, sort of. I'll just try and, you know, hey, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. Uh, the 18 to 30 age group is voting or turning more conservative while the women in the 18 to 30 uh, age group are becoming more liberal, according to recent surveys. Okay, there we go. Um... <sighs> Kenneth Law, a man who sold sodium nitrate packages to send out over 1,200 packages, is now up on first-degree murder charges because uh, people have, as young as 16, have killed themselves from his packages. Uh, they're thinking probably well over 100 deaths anyway, thanks to him. Now, you can have your own feelings about uh, the right and wrong of taking your, you know, your own life. I'm I'm pro, you know, end your life if you want. Uh, but it's sad when you think it's somebody who hasn't quite had the chance to maybe work it through or talk to somebody. And when somebody like this sends out packages to make it easy and sets up a business online, former chef at, uh, at uh, the Royal York Hotel, by the way, this gentleman, um, now facing very serious charges. Speaking of death... They did put that man to death in um, Alabama. Apparently, it took 22 minutes to fully convince him to die. Uh, some, a lot of body movements. They're saying, oh, it's just reflexes. Um, and now there are 43 more people in line waiting for the death sentence in Alabama. And this may be their new way. The nitrogen gas through a mask so that you're struggling to breathe and apparently this guy was holding his breath as long as he could 
This is torture. This is horrific. This is done in the United fucking States of America. A country that wants to show itself as a beacon of hope and light and intelligence and... It's everything fucking but This is just absolutely disgusting. I just... Oh, my God. Okay. I love this song. We'll just... We'll just change the pace a little. I just needed that little bit of refreshing change because there's there's a few more rugby things on the list. Uh, today is National Holocaust Day, and uh, a good thing to remember and think about and um, make people aware of. And in fact, the government of Ontario has mandated that every school in Ontario teaches about the Holocaust. Now, my thinking was, okay, that's good, that's important. People should know. But maybe it should be broadened to teach about genocide. What is genocide? And so I did a, a, a search. Uh, genocide is the intentional destruction of a people in whole or in part. It was brought up in 1948. Uh, they define genocide as any of five acts um, committed with the intent to destroy in whole or in part a national ethnical, racial, or religious group. And the five acts were killing members of the group, causing them serious bodily or mental harm, imposing living conditions intended to destroy the group, uh, preventing births and or forcibly transferring children out of the group. Um, Now, at the same time, the International Court of Justice is telling Israel, hey, hey, you cannot practice genocide uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get you if you do i don't know what they mean by get you but basically it was a shouting out and israel says oh we're not doing anything of the sort well it looks an awful lot like israel is practicing in some form genocide and this is just just wrong now we can't deal with that here in this podcast it's sort of beyond all of us it's just something that I feel I have to acknowledge I'm absolutely disgusted with Israel. It's wrong. Uh, I would like Netanyahu to have a heart attack or somebody to put a bullet through his head. Um, I think there's a lot of people in Israel who feel the same way. This is not helping their case. This is not making Israel safer. And he still adamantly refuses a two-state solution, which everybody else is pushing for. So why he is still alive and still in charge, uh, I don't know. But uh, we'll just park that for now. Um, I am against um, putting ads on TV, especially with celebrities like Wayne Gretzky, for casinos and online gambling. I think this is disgusting now, getting back to Doug's point. These are things that people can protest about. You can't do a whole lot about organized crime other than, you know, make sure the police are funded and keep on your politicians' tail of, hey, 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 what's going on here? Are you guys doing anything? Um, but things like this, I think that causes just uncountable harm to so many people who are, uh, will get addicted if they're not already. And it's just, it's just not a good thing to do. It's not a good way for the province to make money. Although they'll argue, yeah, no, it's a great way for us to make money. We're making a fortune on all these 
cards that we're selling and the casinos and the rake off that we're getting is just phenomenal. Where else are you going to get that kind of money? I just think it's immoral. You know, I thought I cared about all these things and now I'm just sort of telling them because they're here on a list. Um, here's something else, and this is maybe on the good news side. BC and Ontario are banning the use of, uh, putting restrictions on cell phone use in class. And they're not doing it just because, you know, about cheating or anything, but just that kids can't concentrate. They can't learn without this thing. Uh, but another point they did bring up was this puts incredible pressure on parents in lower income brackets to have their kids, every kid to have a cell phone. Well, who can fucking afford that with the plan that they need and so on? This is outrageous unless they can be really, you know, baseline cell phone and use the school internet. Um, this is just this is just another form of uh, you know, <laughs> wrong and discriminates between the rich and the poor and so on. So I'm in favor of really, really, really limiting the use of cell phone use in class. Uh, I was, I was, I protested years ago on this very podcast against um, using computers in kindergarten. No, get those fucking kids using their fingers and brain and hands and, you know, working with crayons and plasticine and everything else. Just, just... You don't need... You're going to have exposure to computers soon enough. Jesus. All right. That pretty well gets rid of everything. Okay, here's one more thing. And I got this from the uh, Bill Maher today. Uh, Oh, no. There's more. There's more. (laughs) Um, We got... Let's see. We got, well, three minutes left. There is a cap on international students in Canada coming through. The federal government has finally come out and said it, and they think this might help solve sort of the, ho- the housing shortage, and they're going to put the pressure on the colleges and universities. You can't admit students unless you can guarantee housing of some kind. So I think that's a good move. Um, the thing is, it's it's a corrupt scheme that you, the government was, the conservative government was siphoning money out of the universities and colleges and saying, make your own, and they were doing it by these high-priced uh, programs for international students playing, you know, multiples of what Canadians pay. And I always said, yeah, that's fair. Canadian taxpayers are paying for the colleges and universities. The parents of some kid from Sri Lanka or wherever, they're not paying Canadian taxes. So let the kids pay if they can. Um, but uh, anyway, that's going to be, they're going to have to start. Now they're going to be screaming for where we're going to get money. Do you, does anybody care about any of this shit that I'm talking about? It's just because I made up notes of these things. Is any of it important? Here's the last thing, then. I'm just gonna, I'm just getting rid of this whole list, just so it's not just me talking about what I ate for breakfast. Um, 83 million dollars more in the defamation case against Donald Trump by this woman he claims he never met. Knows nothing about her. We're pretty sure that's not true. There have been pictures, I believe. Um, she just won another case in this defamation league, saying her, her reputation, her career is ruined, she's been threatened. The court awarded her $83 million. Now, I cannot possibly get my head around this. Where does that number come from? Who needs $83 million? Like, why? Like, punishment, yes. But this doesn't make any sense. And this, this is the insanity, again, of lawyers, the capitalist system, the, the whole political system. It's just... The justice system, this is insane. 83 fucking million dollars. What? Somebody explain that to me because I do not understand. The punishment I get, yeah, wrongful doing this or whatever. But how do you come up with a fucking stupid goddamn number like that?
I guess we're going to end on that. All right, sorry. Lousy ending, but yeah, that's what we got. It's in the dark, and I'm, you know, I gotta go in and bake some cookies. I gotta go bake some cookies. So, Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, Dixon James Podcast number 981.